When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. We're brought to you by Beer52.com, a craft beer company who are offering you eight beers, £14. That's a tenner off your first order. And uh, if you put Echo, Block Capitals, ECHO into your checkout at Beer52.com, you can get eight craft beers from all over the world, Denmark, Colorado, Belgium, just for starters. And they send uh, to over 15,000 subscribers some craft beers every month. And as I say, you can get a tenner off your first order if you put Echo Block Capitals at your checkout at beer52.com. Thanks very much. Okay, so it's me, Greg. I'm joined by Phil Kirkbride, our Everton correspondent, Gavin Buckland and Tony Scott. The band are well and truly back together after a little sabbatical. Lads, welcome back. I hope you're chastened by your period training with the 23s. Well, yeah, I mean, thankfully you didn't have to talk about the West Ham game, which is probably a bit of a benefit of being in the under-23 podcast. As, uh, <laughs> uh, I thought I'd spare you that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, thankfully that's uh, over and done with, and it's onwards and upwards. Tony, your two-word summary of the, very quickly, the West Ham no game. No swearing. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Have to swear. I couldn't. I couldn't. There, you yeah, go. there you go. I that, couldn't swear. Yeah, do. I'd have to swear. Sorry. I do. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on. We've uh, already dwelled too long on that. Hopefully, Ronald Koeman behind closed doors has made sure that they did dwell on it ahead of the visit of Chelsea. But more of that later. Um, we had an interesting discussion before we started recording, actually. And uh, without kind of dwelling too much on the other side of the park, very surprised to be told by Phil Kirkbride that Dayan Lovren's new deal uh, is going to fill amounts about 100 grand a week. Yeah, James Pierce, Looper Reporters, uh, told me and written a story this morning saying that Dejan Lovren signed a new deal and it's worth in the region of 100 grand a week. Um, now, you know, we can all go raise our eyebrows agog and laugh at the fact that Liverpool are willing to pay Dejan Lovren 100 grand a week. There's a reason why it's interesting for us, but, though, isn't it? But it got me thinking and I'm, I'm saying to myself, well, look, Liverpool are one of a number of clubs, a list which includes Everton, who are interested in Virgil van Dijk. Now, if I'm Virgil van Dijk's people, I'm seeing this news and going, well, I'm better than Dejan Lovren, and so I will be going around the negotiating table and asking for, you know, let's start talking over 100 grand a week. And that surely has a knock-on effect for all the other clubs trying to, um, trying to sign van Dijk. Now, look, we understand that the, the the first hurdle in Everton's attempt to get Van Dijk will be the transfer fee, but say they have overcame that and, and would settle on a uh, on a price. You're then looking at, the, at what they would be willing to offer him in wages. Now, look, Virgil Van Dijk will you know like most players, he's probably not overly focused on what his wages at this point in his career. He probably just wants to go and play at the best club he can, offer the right manager, etc. But ultimately, his people are there to get him the best deal. And I wonder, I do wonder if, if it puts Everton in a difficult position. Now, obviously, they're willing to completely smash their wage structure, but they still have a ceiling. It's a ceiling that obviously is, is higher for people like Chelsea and, and perhaps Liverpool as well, maybe. 
So it's interesting what will the knock-on effect be of, of Liverpool's decision to, uh, to hand out that sort of contract to, to Lovren. But on that token, and, and Farhad Mashiri admitted as much on, on um, a radio interview that Everton wanted Koulibaly last summer. And so I would imagine Koulibaly, as, as one of the most highly rated defenders in Europe, would have come from... He would have probably been demanding at least 100 grand himself, maybe. Of course. But that you, you look at it now with the new TV deal, that's probably the going right now. If you're looking at a player, even if he's untried, well, interested in the in the Premier League for a top player, yeah, for top player. But even though we don't know how he's going to perform in the Premier League, do we? Cool you take, yeah, yeah, you're taking a chance still, even though he's going to be demanding hundred grand a week still. As we've just spoken of, there's Lovren, hundred grand a week. Now I, I just think, on going back to the Van Dijk situation, he hasn't kicked a ball since what was it January? Yeah, think about this. And he can still go into negotiations and demand 150. To, to be honest, you probably get it because he's a class well, act, well, isn't he? Well, my, my, my point was, say for example, this the, 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 Lovren hadn't signed a new deal and they waited until into the summer, so it didn't become public that he was going to get 100 grand a week. Would Van Dyke realistically have gone into negotiations with any club, really going too far over 100 grand a week? He's probably on what at Southampton, I don't know, 40 maybe. Well, I know Forster is their highest earner, and he's on 100 at Southampton. Well, I mean, even still, see your Van Dyke's on 60. That's still a jump of over 40 grand, purely as a starting point, isn't it? It depends where he wants to go as well. If he's just money motivated, then he can go and claim 200 grand a week. Yeah, exactly. But if he wants Champions League football, then there's obviously only four, possibly five teams. That just leaves Everton out. I can't see Everton signing the time on the sole basis of... Transfer fee, they may get, they may match that. What yeah. Southampton are asking, wages and Champions League football, they can't match. And so that's yeah. it's a it's a no go. Yeah, yeah. Gav, yeah. Let I me, think... Sorry, Gav, let me put it to you then. All those things that Tony said, but what about the the factor of Ronald Koeman? Well, I was attracting Van Dyke, you mean? Yeah, as something that might turn it in Everton's favour. Uh, I think the attraction will be Champions League football, and who's paying most money, wouldn't it? Really, for me, I, I mean, I'm not really. That fussed on this now some Van Dyke if it happens, to be honest with you, it doesn't doesn't really bother me. Really? No. No. I think I think uh I think there's other like I think Kulabali's a good player. I think um the value of him and the wages might just be a bit disproportionate. Um he's another one that's not really been tested, has he? At, at the highest level. Uh Koulibaly's played in Serie A. Champions League. Champions League. Mm. Um I think though the point with this, and it goes back to Phil's point at the start, is, is we need to cast the, cast the net wider and not look at individual players and just look about what it means to the club, Phil, as you said about. In the in the uh, context of financial fair play and grow, Everton growing as a club, um, it, it's inevitable, isn't it, that they think these TV money, you think, oh, we can use that to buy players and stuff like this. Like, it doesn't work out like that, does it? You just end up paying your existing players more money than, than what you have done before because... Mm. Any agent where the sort of be saying, or we'll be saying, hang on, our club's income's going up by 30%. And our next uh, conversation with the club about uh, my play salary, I think I'll be looking for a 30% increase for the start. Mm. Ross and Barkley's agent might be yeah, having that conversation. Yeah, Ross Barkley as well. So, I mean, this is where people say, oh, more money's coming into football. But ultimately, that goes to the, the asset of the club, doesn't it? And some, some supporters would say, actually, quite rightly. So, but the difficulty for us is trying to grow the club in terms of like, spending more money on players mm. who are better quality 
whilst at the same time trying to pay the existing yeah. players more money. Yeah. With, with the, it's with a balancing the money. It's a good point because what you said there before, Phil, about Lovren getting that 100 grand a week. Now, Ross Barkley was speaking to himself, say, for I was here, Everton offering me 80 grand a week. He's going in and going, well, I can easily go and play for a Liverpool or a Champions League club well, and get 100 grand a week. What would, Ross, what would Ross get at Spurs, for example? You know? 100 grand a week. Yeah. At least. Yeah. What did, what did um, Kane sign on? Because they were quite... Stingy is definitely not the right word, but they were, they were shrewd with him. They didn't immediately offer him mm. what he wanted. Right. Went back and forth, and I think this, he got his 100 grand plus a week. Right, yeah. right. But Levy um, and Joe Lewis, they're, they're not the type to throw money away, are they? A bit like Everton, maybe, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, but I think that's a fair point, but it, 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 it goes back to this. How, how you know, the assumption is that a lot of supporters of Everton get more TV money. That means we can we can do more with us buying more players. But actually, the first thing is is to sort your existing players out. And this is where like the new stage and commercial deals all comes in because that that would be the I think that would be the the age of the club where you you use that to expand the club. Yes, yeah. You know, not necessarily the new TV deal. Um, and I think that I'm sure you've spoken about this in 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 the context of financial fair play, and that's where we are still at an enormous like disadvantage, yes. even though Mercedes come in. Uh, and uh, that we, in terms of setting our expectations, I mean, that's where Lukaku, I don't want to talk about Rom again, but I'm going after it. Where Rom was talking about, whatever it was, a couple of months ago, about, I was speaking to, you know, company, I like the way he said Vinny company as well, like, you know, <laughs> how he said that all of a sudden at City, all these top players started coming in. Those were before the, like, the FFP yeah, yeah. regulations started mm. kicking in, so he, yeah. he couldn't really draw a comparison with Everton and Man City in 2008 mm. because the there's a lot, there's a lot more stringency in what you can spend. Yeah, the door's now, wide open for City. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. And so Rom saying, oh, well, I was expecting something like City had in 2008, is 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 completely, is completely wrong, um, because we're operating in a in a FFP environment, albeit it's a bit more, it's a bit more lax compared there's to. Way round, years old, uh, there's ways round. There's ways round. If yeah. Everton wanted to spend three hundred grand on a player and spend fifty million, they, they could do. There's ways round. You've just seen what they've done with the, uh, yeah. the Finch fan. I mean, Farhad, There's ways round. Farhad, I was looking at, at quotes from the general meeting from January just this morning, and Farhad does mention FFP, and he yeah. said Chelsea and Man City were able to be bankrolled. He said we can't do that now. Yeah, I mean, but that's what that's what I'm saying. So I was like saying, right, is like there's not ways round. The ways round is to bring more income into the club, like the the Finch farm deal. Yeah. Like, but that, if you think about it, that's six million quid a year, is it something like something that? Like that. Well, that would only play pay one player's wages. Wouldn't it for a year? Well, it's one player's wages that you didn't have. Well, you don't know, do you? But um, yeah, well, okay, yeah, fair enough. But even if that's only one player, it is just one, one player. player. It's, not, it's not a massive deal. It, you, you, need, you need to accumulate a large number of type deals like that, and that's where the stage well, comes into yeah, it. Exactly, but obviously, in, in the club um, at the AGM in November 15, I think, and I think again at the general meeting in January this year, acknowledged that their commercial performance is nowhere near on par with. The other top, the top six yeah. above us, type of thing. So it's it's an area that they have to, you know, they have yeah. to, you know. You've got shirt sponsorship will be changed. Sleeve sponsorship is one that they're talking about as, you know, talked op, talked optimistically in January. You understand that there's something on the table, but I don't know who that with and what it's worth. And it's everything else that goes with it. Is there a possibility of Goodison Park and renamed as well? Wasn't it, well, it, it was floated, wasn't it, on yeah. this podcast it's, actually? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it's a difficult yeah. sell, isn't it? That. But it's all these things that they're going to have to think about, as Gab said, because 
FFP has come in and, 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 and shut that door that yeah. City stormed through and Chelsea yeah, Chelsea through. did and you are right so there are ways around it and probably that's the wrong thing to say given some of the investigations going on <laughs> this week to be fair but, but the, you know the, way, the biggest way around it is just to in, increase your revenue streams into the into the club isn't it I mean it's all easy to laugh about clubs having the official toilet roll supplier in mm. Croatia or whatever but but, but it's easy to laugh at that but it brings money in yeah. it brings money in yeah, and that's why clubs have hundreds of commercial well, Liverpool again sorry to talk across yeah. the park Dunkin Donuts I, I don't know if they're the official donut supplier, but yeah. it, it, it is easy to laugh. It's all money yeah. into well, the coffers. United are the kings of it. Yeah. They've got oh, an official man. lubricant oil partner installed, mad stuff. And people yeah. are like, I'm glad you said oil after that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't actually, it was interesting where it was going. Um, you know, but, oh, yeah. they haven't got Nivea as well, people, Liverpool as well. Yeah. Yeah. People, we laugh, and we laugh at those Nivea adverts. Yeah. You, know, you laugh. Yeah, of course. You know, but they. That's, that's why yeah, they can pay Lovren 100 grand a week. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly, exactly. I was just thinking then, they've got Dunkin' Donuts, we've got Dunkin' Ferguson, haven't we? But <laughs> anyway, but no, and that's it. And, you know, that's where the, the stadium is such a key thing, isn't it? About growing the club and growing the income stream of the club. So, uh, and I think until we get that and that, that starts bringing yeah. in a bit, hopefully a bit more income than we've got at the moment, what we should do, here at Albert, we've still got to pay for it, mind, is we're, we're still going to be sort of catching up in this like mm. sort of middle ground how do we do it then Gav as in I mean player player wise if we can't get Southampton's best players if they're <laughs> going to say the Champions League clubs who do we go for then like the likes of Crystal Palace's best player like we got last year no 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 Swansea's best player like, are we I going think for we them? do what Gav said and because to be entirely honest with you we haven't seen enough of Crystal Palace's best player to say whether or not that was you know, a successful signing. He's, he's looked like, more or less, it was what what, what he said on the tin. You know, he's a yeah. good winger, he's yeah. tricky, on his day, so he'll change a game for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, for me, I'm not convinced by Swansea's best player. It certainly wasn't. He was at the time. He probably was, he was at the time. Well, maybe he, he was. Swansea's I don't think, he's, I don't think he's anywhere near being Everton's best player. But anyway, my point being, Gav hit on it before, you cast the net wider. Maybe Koeman just wanted Premier League guaranteed performers in his first season. Yeah. And hopefully Steve Walsh has had however long it's been now to bed in and he's looking at your different leagues and he can bring in value. Because that's well, you take it as a defender, you're taking a massive gamble on defenders. I don't necessarily mean defenders. More than a, well, we need well. defenders. We've just spoken about it, Van Zyke and etc. Who do we target then? Because I think personally, if you're mm. buying centre-halves from the next Syria or La Liga, yeah. you're taking a massive gamble in them. Well, I, I, we, I think we Every might have we we touched on this in, in Monday's podcast. I can't remember all this because we're having a conversation. I actually don't think casting the net wider and trying to find bargains that, that might work and might not is actually the way forward for Everton this season. Because my theory is, you'll start the season earlier because of the Europa League. Yeah. How many games this season has, has Koeman had four weeks to work with the players on the training ground? Yeah. He's had so many. This, se- this season coming, he won't. Thursday, Sunday, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. He's going to have to have players in that squad who don't need to be told three times. Don't need to be told twice. Yeah. This is what we're doing and I expect you to deliver. So that's why I don't think, I don't feel this is a summer where it should be a Steve Walsh, let's go and find six rough diamonds from Ligue 1 yeah. and Belgium. Yeah. It's got to be... Ronald Koeman, I know he's good. He's done it in the Champions League, he's done it in the Europa League, he's done it in the Premier League. Let's get him. Yeah, so that's that's on what you're saying there, Phil. 
which I agree with. But if you're gonna if you're gonna be successful in your recruitment, a lot does for me rest on Steve Walsh. Because I've just had a quick little look there. Van Dyke went from Genk. Sorry, Kula Bali. Sorry, yeah. forgive me. Kula Bali went from Genk to Napoli. Yeah. That was a, probably a qualified risk at the time for Napoli. True. And Van Dyke went from Groningen to Celtic. Yeah. Now you're not telling me there wasn't an element of risk even for Celtic. What's annoying as a postscript, I'm sure many Blues know, is Martinez could have had him when he was at Celtic and decided not to. But, look, he wasn't the first I think, manager no, to, yeah, to, to... I think the Premier League's are, are more of a gamble than going from Belgium to, to Syria or from Belgium to Scotland. Or what did they not. spend on him? To... That would be the interesting thing. I'll see, come I, back to you. I, <laughs> I, see, I, I just look at the buys Everton have bought, especially centre-halves in the past. Coldrup, Funes Mori, players, Matarazzi... And you're just thinking you, you don't know what they're gonna you don't know what well, they're bringing to the well, table. That's a, that's a massive gamble. Murray's a good example, isn't it? Because he's come from Argentina, and we spent at the time it was a record amount for a defender until yeah. Williams came in, and we've we've lumped nearly ten million quid on somebody we didn't know whether it was going to suit the Premier League. You know, he looked like he was dynamic, powerful, good in the air, and all this sort of stuff. But he's been he's been hit and miss. Yeah, well, there's not many South American defenders that have, have did well as far as I can think of the top of my head. Gabriel Heinze, top of my head. Yeah. That's probably the best alternative yeah. that I can think of, yeah, South yeah. American defence. So I just, I just think Everton have got to be really cagey on who they go for, especially I, when it comes to defenders. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, I think, you know, Steve Walsh is obviously influenced in the summer. He influenced the fact that we got Idrissa Guy, it's been a success. I think he was in agreement with Koeman over Balassi, who, you know, hopefully, we, I think he will be, yeah. ultimately be a success and stuff. But what my point is, Steve Walsh's wider remit, I feel, this summer is more longer term, more of your Luckmans, that's, you know, more players yeah. who are going to flourish in two years' time. You can come in now, you can come to the club and bed in, but we don't rely on them. But do you think, team. Phil, that, that, that won't be, I understand that may be Steve Walsh's remit, but it won't be Ronald Koeman's because that's in what I'm saying, three years' time, he won't be here. That's, what I'm, saying, saying, that's why I'm saying it, this, this summer has to be more about Ronald who, who do you want? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's almost like he has to be, not calling the shots more, but it has to be, you come to the table, you bring five, Ronald, Steve, I'll bring five. Yeah. Ronald's going, nah, we need these. He, he's going to need them to yeah. kick the... So, I mean, and also we said that centre-half is an area that we need probably two, certainly two players. And I think, think you're right. I was, I was slightly uh, uh, astounded by Fraser Force on 100 grand a week, seeing that he's yeah. a goalkeeper that's being linked with us, hasn't mm. he, you know? And Maybe one of the reasons why we won't get him. Well, yeah. We'll be Everton willing to pay, say, 30, 40 million but, for a goalkeeper but, and 100 grand a week. But, that's the, but yeah. that's the reality of the situation, isn't it, for us? That we're sort of caught between those two things, aren't we? Is that for us to compete as a Champions League club, that's the type of thing Champions League clubs have to do, don't they? Mm. But we're, for reasons that we've already spoken about, we're not quite there yet and maybe not be there for, I, for a few years. Yeah. So we've got to do something that's a bit... bit it, it's a bit like... And I, it's a bit like the Moyes era again, but with a little bit more weight. Yeah, no, but you know the parallels I mean? are the same, aren't they? I was just about to say, for us to speed up that process of being able to there, attract and have the money to pay the wages so we can get Van Dyke and not worry about what, he, what he's after, is overachieving. Yeah. Overachieving like Moyes' season did. Yeah. But then using it as the platform and not dropping back down. Or, or is it, sorry Greg, or is it? Getting one big marquee signing in to attract them all. Mate, well, we've, like we've, we've said that, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, you've, still got to, you've still got to go back 
goes back to what we're saying there. It's got a, the financial fair play element to that, haven't you? You know, yeah. so no, but I mean, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Like a magnet signing where others will flock to them. we've mentioned it before. If Rooney signs, would players then go? Oh, they mean a bit. They've been. A thirty-one-year-old Rooney would would that be such a pull? It depends who depends who you try to sign. If you're trying to sign somebody who's grown up, idolising Rooney. Maybe, yeah. Rooney's still a big name. I think so. No, don't disagree with it. But he's not like you know. I suppose he's I suppose he's younger than Zlatan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But is does that support the argument then that we should keep Rome? We've got to make a sort of marquee player mm. in some Premier League terms there. Now he's the leading scorer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So therefore, wouldn't you just push the boat out, whatever it takes, and I'm sure it takes it takes something to keep Rob. Well, and maybe Ross Barkley. Yeah, 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 I'm sure yeah. that's what the club will do. The club will do, but he doesn't want to stay. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm sure if... I'm not sure. I think uh, he may not want to stay, but that doesn't necessarily mean he'd be sold, does it? No. And it doesn't necessarily mean there's a buy for him at whatever price is being set without going into previous podcasts <laughs> and previous <laughs> stories. So we have got a marquee play there already, so keep him. Yeah. Sorry, obviously with your leaders on to Chelsea in a minute. There's a centre-half going there for a free at the end of the season. <laughs> well, would you have John Terry at Everton next season? You know, yes, you yes, or no. yes or no? Because we argued about it in the week. I wouldn't know. And I know you would. Yeah. My thinking on it is, I think he's, you know, he's been a fantastic centre defender. I probably still think he's got, he's he's got a season in. He can do a job for someone. Yeah. But for me, for a club with Phil Jagielka, and we've spoken about the chance of, do we give him another year? I believe he's proven he might be worth another year in extension. Um, certainly worth keeping round. But you've got to go and sign younger, you know, better centre backs. I, I understand. That's so not I don't the question. So I, so no, <laughs> I then I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I, I don't see the point in bringing a thirty-five-year-old central defender to add into the mix when you're going to have to sign. I guess it all, all it ultimately goes back because he's leaving a free, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, right. So it ultimately goes back to the start of the conversation. What? How much of his? How much would his wages take up of the wage budget? Don't forget as well, yeah. Phil Ashley Williams is what thirty-one. Mm. So do you want to sign a thirty-five? That's my point. Do you need another one. Do you want to stockpile? Yeah. Absolutely. I'd Why not give him one year? Contract. What would be the point? Because oh, I'd say the, the reason why I, I'd like to see him at Everton because we haven't got enough winners in the team. They're yeah. all players who've I like that. Who I haven't got yeah. that winner mentality. Do you know the main reasons for me why Tottenham lost that game against Chelsea the other week? Because they haven't got any winners in the team. They haven't got a ruthlessness about them. Yeah. They haven't got that big game winner mentality to see a game yeah, over the line. John Terry at 36, 37, is he going to win you any games? You're not talking no, about but John he's Terry. got. Yeah, He's got that mentality that will rub off on the rest of the team. That's why example, that's why Cumin more than likely wants Rooney. Big games. How many times we freeze at Anfield? Yeah, but we've been through all that before. Exactly. Not, so not that's what I'm trying to say. It's just not the players aren't good. No, but, no. Which is my point, is that, you know, I don't... It goes back to what Craig was saying. We've got two 30-year-old centre-halves. I think they're probably better than what John Terry is at the moment, to be fair. I guess, I guess if you're... I not, just think you've got to have some winners in the team. I think Evan are yeah. too nice. I was going to say, if you're Ronald Koeman and you are seriously weighing up that as an option, as Gab said, he hasn't played, basically, has he? And yeah. I know... But John Gelser hasn't kicked the ball for two months. And it's, yeah, but John Gelser has kicked the ball for eight months. Yeah, And he doesn't strike me as somebody... He's very... Moving to the north of England, maybe not necessarily be be something that he'd want to do. My anyway. biggest concern oh. would be how much he'd want a week. Is yes, it a gamble? No. 
I think it is. So you like forty million on Kulabai is a gamble. That's a massive gamble and because he's a whatever he is, mid twenty centre half. Yeah. He's played in Serie A for top top level for for a couple of years. But you, it's still a gamble coming over to the Premier League. Well, transfers are a gamble, aren't they? Get, I know, get, I know what you're saying. And then sitting there going, where are we still? How about this then? So sorry, Gav. Um, we've spoken about Jags and Williams, and one of the biggest things is that they're not particularly mobile as a yeah. two. Why bring in another one who's not particularly mobile? I understand that you know, in a flat in a flat race against a striker who in his heyday he probably would have no problem. Listen, I'm thinking of as an extra player because we Europa need League. yeah, of course we've got Europa League, League Cup, FA Cup, Premier League next season. Right. Right now looking at it, we've got two centre halves fit, one's injured. Everton are gonna to have to need about five centre yeah, halves. Yeah, but, but that's the case though, isn't it? So you've got three who, let's face it, I'd be d- disappointed if they'd our first three centre halves next season. Yeah. So you don't therefore want to buy a four centre half who's not going to be a first three centre half and have six centre halves at the club, which four aren't really getting near the first team in the first choice. Plus, like Matthew Pennington would still probably be, be around. So that's what I'm trying to say. What's the so, example? If a centre half gets injured, Pennington's in and we lose a big game like we did at Anfield. But no, he's no, saying no, he's no, going to no, bring yeah. three in, aren't Yeah, we? yeah, you've got to be two or three centre halves who are. Two or three. Go back to the Phil thing, who are, you know, definite performers at top flight level in whatever country you can bring in. And say they're going to do a job for you now, and, and pay pay whatever you have to pay for it. I mean, I know what you're saying the John Terry thing only makes sense if you get rid of Jags, Williams, and Funes Mori to me, but that ain't going to happen, is it? I'll get rid of Funes Mori and get Terry in for well, the season. No. Mate. I, also, and, and ultimately, John Terry at this stage in his career isn't moving unless he's pretty much guaranteed first, first team football. football. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the likes of me are West Brom and Bournemouth. Where do we go for centre half then? Obviously, you were saying about the the, the fair play. Mm. So obviously, we can't spend X, Y, and Z on two or three centre halves. So obviously, you're gonna to have to look at players on freeze. No, you're not. Oh, you know, no, 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 you're, no, you're, you're say, not. Say you're willing to match the transfer fee for Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, right? we're not gonna get him, but we're willing to pay the transfer fee. Yeah, right? we'll split it and go and get two younger, younger centre halves who are on less. Well, not maybe not younger, but similar, less wages. Keane, Maguire, there's two for you. Yeah. And then, well, the rest of the team, then you're going to need to spend money on that. Well, you're well. Course, exactly. But, but you're going to about too. spending, you're not really allowed to spend a well, certain amount, are you? Yeah, but no, how you, how you account for transfer fees without going into, into the accountancy thing of it? it? It spreads over the length of period of the contract, isn't it, and stuff. So you don't, if you pay 40 million quid for the player, then it's something you don't count 40 million quid against our yeah, accounts. Yeah, they're not going to be going spending 150 million quid every summer. Yeah. So. Think. But I think Phil's right is it is a big summer for us in terms of getting standard, you know, Premier League standard players in who are, you know, you, you know, who can come into the club straight away and perform. Yeah. I just think there's there has to be an, a, an emphasis on hitting the ground running. And yeah. I know we started the season really well, but we nosedived, didn't we? After yeah. six games. And I just think that if we're serious as Ronald is about being in a position to challenge for the top four, there's just no that that margin for error won't allow us because I, as it's shown. I just think it's going to be a lot tougher than what we oh, think. This is why I threw John Terry's name in the mix because he's free and it'll just be ready made. Get 15 games out of the season, happy days. I just think you're looking at Man United now. They've looked at the betting today. Well ahead of Everton now, favourites to sign Michael Keane. Mm. Now, if Man United are signing Burnley's best players, yeah. And Liverpool are signing Southampton's best players. Where do we go 
to sign our players. This is where it's going to be a lot tougher than what you actually think. Well, yeah. doesn't it show you that? What does that say about the European market? If clubs like United and you know, as you just said, Liverpool and what have you, mm. are signing players from middle bottom half table yeah. clubs, mm. what does it say about the European market? Or is it a premium on no, English players? No, no, I don't think no one yeah. on English. I don't, yeah, think yeah. I don't think, as I said to you before, I don't think. Football clubs are willing to gamble. To be risk adverse on, on, on a lad from Genk. Yeah, why would you? It doesn't make no sense. Well, I don't know. Genk have sent to see the players who've come from Genk. Oh, no, but you still take like, it again. Would you, if yeah. you're a man, if you're Ronald Koeman, would you take a gamble and spend 40 million on a centre half who hasn't kicked a ball in the Premier League? It's not ideal, would, but he might Would have you to. take a gamble? Yeah, might have yeah, to. It's, I, a, I, it's a massive conundrum. Because even Maguire, by the way, who's obviously, you know, second choice, if you don't get keen. Tottenham are looking at him. Liverpool yeah. are linked to them as well. So this is where you're looking at now. You don't. But then you have to go down a division and go look at the championship. Well, the, but then it goes well. Yeah, I mean, but like some Maguire, he's only played one top flight season. Yeah, yeah. Michael Keane has played one, one and a half, is it? one and a half, something like that. So even that, in terms of, of like say moving into the Champions League, are they Champions League performance? That's what, Goes back to every transfer. Yeah, <laughs> every uh-huh. transfer is a risk in itself, isn't it? Sometimes. But the ones who are proven in the Premier League, you can sort of. Yeah, but they want players who are provable in the Champions League, don't they? That's the thing. But this yeah. is what I'm trying yeah. to say: is that Everton haven't got when when Tottenham have players out. Danny Rose comes in, Trippier comes in. Mm. It's like for like, it's quality for quality. When Everton lose a fullback, the whole team changes because of it, and this is why. Man United buy Burnley's best players because if Bailly's injured, Michael Keane can come in. If Phil Jones is injured, Chris Smalling can come in. They have quality everywhere. They have 26 players that they train with every single week. Quality. Play for each position. Clubs. Everton haven't. Big clubs do that. That's why they're big clubs. That's why and that's why they not. need the top end. And that's what Everton need to do. Yeah. Get but, but, quality for quality. But no the one discuss- disagrees there. But they, yeah, that's right. But that goes back to the, the start of the discussion is how you do that. And how you do that is, as we've said, is goes back to the wages and income thing, is is we need to raise the amount of income and revenue that comes into the club. Do you, yeah. do you envy Ronald Koeman's position in the summer, Greg? Um, or, we, or we've just spoken about it. Not really, it. no. He'll have, more ma- he'll have more money to spend than any Everton manager in this yeah. week, won't he? But True. he won't have more money than, say, six, arguable six teams. That's where Ronald Koeman backs himself. Where, yeah. Where, yeah, where, where I would conclude on this section of the pod, I think it's in, really interesting the parallels with Moises Everton albeit in a much more enhanced level, Cumin is still going to have to get better value and kind of be pound for pound better than the competitors because for the reasons we've discussed, he isn't going to be able to spend, frustratingly not because the money isn't there like it was in the past, he isn't going to be able to spend gratuitously like City and Chelsea could. So he's going to have to back himself in the market and as a manager. He's going to have to earn his corn and get us into that top four next season. And where I agree with you, Toe, his challenge is so difficult is all those clubs who finish above us are going to spend and spend big. Liverpool, there's been talk in this building. For me and Doyle, one of the columnists, I have to say nothing. James Pierce has said, has found out himself, so James is the man at Anfield. But speculation, they might spend 200 million. And if they're spending 200 million on better players, as you um, said... Um, they will have the carrot of the Champions League football angle. Maybe, board. yeah. Possible. So it's not easy. It's not easy. Let's move on. Another thing that isn't easy is Sunday's... Uh, challenge against mm. another side who are lo- looking like they're going to lift the title, albeit Spurs are going to chase them all the way, aren't they? I just, Antonio Conte's side. So I've got a feeling that you're in love with Chelsea this season because they play football the way you, I think you like it. 
yeah, I, I like the way you can be flexible, can't you? You can adjust, you can... I, I do like him. It's hard not to like him, isn't he? he he's a likeable manager. Yeah, yeah, he's he, got yeah. the passion that you yeah, want. Yeah, he's, he's everything that you'd want in a manager, really, yeah. isn't he? Um, as you like watching Chelsea, I just think Everton... What happened last week, it sort of, it's killed the season, hasn't it? We've got four games remaining. We're seventh. We're going to finish seventh. And it's just sad yeah. that we couldn't go for sixth because it's, it's it's more or less gone now, isn't it? It's sad the way it is. It's going to be interesting how Everton approach the game for me. There's two intriguing battles that I was looking at today from from a betting perspective, by the way, because I was looking at Bukens, etc. Scotty Beck? Yeah. It's just a guy. Now, I was looking at a Buchan for him. On the sole basis of will Ronald Koeman look to the way Jose Mourinho approached the Chelsea game and man mark Eden Hazard, Andrea Herrera man marked them out the game the other week, and come to fruition they won. Would Ronald Koeman be risking a disagree to man mark Eden Hazard? Would you say so? I would because personally I don't think Guy, for all his qualities, offers you much going forward. He's better in that respect than say James McCarthy. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I don't think he offers you much, so I would sacrifice and, and try and just close down Hazard Gav. Would that be a success, Gav, if we tried to man-mark him? It's a long time since I've seen an Everton player man-mark somebody else. Jack Rodwell yeah. on silver? Yeah, 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 that was 2011, was, was it? it? Yeah, Boys. Yeah, mm. yeah, perhaps. Um, oh, because I'm it was sure. a success last week for yeah. the Well, it depends what other players you've got on the pitch at the time, isn't it? I, I wouldn't see, wouldn't see that, to be honest with you. I think I'd, I'd, I'm far more interested in our formation, to be honest with you, on, on, on Sunday. Um, in that, like, what was apparent at West Ham? There's just no width in the team whatsoever, is there? No. Yeah. You know, and Chelsea with the three at the back, as you always say, is if you're playing three at the back, if you're facing three at the back, is that the, the, the weak points are on the, the space either side of the outside centre-halves. And you need players with width to, to attack that area, and, and we just haven't got that at the moment. So I'd be I'd be more interested in the roles of the team is making sure that I'd have somebody wide on on Sunday, maybe bring in Luckman or some, somebody like that. And also what that does that stops the other two, the two wing backs for Chelsea, are like attacking players, aren't they? You know what I mean? And if you don't have anybody wide, they can just do whatever they they want. They can just go forward, bomb forward all the time, knowing that there's nobody behind them. But so, the opposite side, sorry, Gav. The yeah. opposite side of that is well, sorry, the flip side of it is that. You could end up with Luchman playing more or less full back himself and Mark and Asper Quelter. Well, no, no, if we're playing four. Alonso. If we're playing four, two, three, one. We don't don't necessarily have to do that because you've still, you've still got two full backs, haven't you? But I think uh, I, we desperately need some width on Sunday. Desperately because at West Ham, they played three at the back, didn't they, on, on Saturday? And it was just as easy for them, wasn't it? They just we didn't get anywhere near them because they played three at the back with two full backs with, with no width from us. It was just basically all. all Corralled into the middle of the pitch, and with yeah. three centre halves, they're just going to We had Morales on the pitch, though, Gav, so yeah. without going on about Saturday. Left why down. didn't we have Lift? Because he was a little bit down. Yeah. That's it. You know what? What I've seen in Kevin Morales over the last four to five weeks typifies his career in an Everton shirt. Two great games, based on a goal, pulling for the jersey and everything else, and then two stinkers. Yeah. Totally inconsistent, has been for four years. And I always see on social media, oh, Morales has got to start playing well, playing well, giving you contact. What? What would Kevin Morales get in the Tottenham team? Would he get in the Liverpool team? Would he get in any team above us? No. He's a squaddy, and that's it. A yeah. tops. 
at tops, by the way. He's looking to be a squad player at Everton. There's an argument to say he wouldn't get into a few teams below us in the yeah, table as well at the moment. Yeah, no, I think... Was he getting Palace's team? No, no, no. We, there you go. I mean, and this is, the, this is the thing. I know there's a piece in the Echo about the players playing for the future, isn't it? There's a, probably a whole team full of players yeah, yeah, playing of for the future. He's definitely one of them, but I think the ship sailed for Morales, hasn't it? Yeah. And, and going back to your point, Tal, about four games left, is there for it a chance to, to, to rather than give people another chance, yeah. the last chance saloon that they've had about 10 of, is it time to put a few other players in? Well, would you, you like know, to see the under uh, 23 lads reward us? There's an argument to say, well, well why not? If you, um, I'd do it against Watford, though. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't do it against Chelsea. No, do it against Watford. Because it could Watford, kill the confidence, Yeah, it? and also against Swansea's a bit iffy, isn't it? But I, I definitely think that we should be looking to certainly have Luckman on the pitch at the start on, on Sunday. Uh, and, and tell him and I think I think he's more naturally a wide player when he plays right rather than if he plays left because I think when he plays left his natural tendency is to cut inside on his right foot I, I would play him I'd say play play on the right and stay wide um, and I think there's a pot maybe you want to bring Calvert-Lewin in perhaps um, do you think um, both years lads do you think before the players go out onto the pitch on, on Sunday 2 o'clock do you think Ronald Koeman will say to the team or remind them of what happened this season just to get them going again against Chelsea? I'm not sure what... We haven't really seen enough of Koeman's machinations yet. I think if you were asking me about Moyes, I would say he would have used it motivationally. Mm. The, the honest answer to is I don't know. I don't know enough about the way Koeman... You know, he's quite guarded in that respect, isn't mm, he? Yeah. He's honest in press conferences, but... I think what he says and then what he does might be two different things. Yeah. I think most managers, you would imagine, would be missing a trick if they didn't use that motivationally to say, that's how bad we were then. Remember that? Mm. I'll, I'll use the word humiliation because yeah. I think it was a humiliation. And try and use that to a positive effect. I think most managers would well, try and do that. Well, if we don't know yeah. then, Gav, then it'll be interesting to see how many players play on Sunday that played in that massacre. Well, there's a few who didn't. Not going to play on Sunday, no, obviously. You know, the club. for a number of reasons, yeah. or the club or the injured, you know. So yeah, cleverly Oviedo, yeah, Holman, yeah. oh. obviously. Um, so I think um, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I would, I would just be saying, you know, this is how Chelsea set up. This is the rules I want you to perform. Um, I do maybe for another discussion on uh, another podcast. Is there's one thing that I'm not concerned about at the moment, but is is this a guy? Ross Barkley, Tom Davis, what are their what are their roles? Have we got have we got three players there doing the roles of two? No, not really. I don't think so. I think Tom Davis is up and down the pitch. His legs, his energy, great pass of the ball. He can go either way. Ross Barkley, he's very creative, tack and minded. Needs him on the pitch, and it's just a guy's took the total opposite. But but it's the Tom Davis one. Is he's, he's a, Sometimes it's this again, sometimes Ross Barkley. And, but say out of West Ham, on, I mean, Ross is picking the ball up out wide and stuff because... Because there's no width. Well, there's there's no width, but, you know, for space. Because, like, if Tom, Tom, Tom plays... If he goes up front and plays a similar role to Ross, because there's no width, he ends up having plays on, on the pitch where he should... I know where you're coming from. I do know where you're coming from, And I think yeah. there is a case to say that if you play Tom Davis, you, you drop either one of Adrissa Gay or <laughs> Ross Barkley. That, that you know, or you, you you don't play them to start. I think at the moment, especially away from home, I think we've got three players doing the role of two, and consequently we tend to, as I say, 
sort of play a lot through the middle. And I think it'd be interesting to see next season with some of the options we talked about earlier, whether what what Ronald thinks of that. Because at the moment we want Wick, we want a number ten, but yeah. then we want we, we want Ross, yeah. Yeah. Tom yeah. Davis, and is this a guy the same? And we can't have all five. Gav, I'm not sure you need Garner Gay, Davis and Schneidel in the same team. Yeah. And to be honest, if I had to see one dropping out based on form recently and I've he's been sensational for the large part this season. Up and down the last few weeks, I'd say Gay would be the one who'd be like maybe a threat for me. But saying that, maybe I'm judging him on a small part of the season. I don't know. I think you know what I mean? he's being a little harsh on the sole basis of one game well, away from home. Well, no, I, no, I don't he, think listen, he's, been at, he's been at it. To be honest, since he came since back. He come back. Yeah, well, yeah. he has a couple of good games since yeah, then. Yeah. But, but on, do you I know just, what I mean though? Yeah, the three of them. I understand where you're coming from. But I look at it thinking these three have played well together in. Since we got Snyder from Manchester United in January, the three of them, as a team, we've done. We've only lost two games since January. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that, and, and you as individuals, yeah, I, I think I, it's harsh. I mean, it's just a guy was like fault for probably two goals at Anfield and probably for the first at Spurs. Yeah. Here, to be fair, um, but it goes back to what what my point is. It's maybe not for now, but certainly as we look at our options in the summer, is if you have them three players in the team, you, you're automatically losing any options you've got with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got because you've got three players doing the role of two in the middle of the pitch, I know. and yeah. and and if you want to bring a number ten in, then actually how do you fit a number ten in? <laughs> and and have width and then three players, something's got to give. <laughs> and I just wonder about that's part of the maybe like the Barkley thing about whether well actually, you know, if you want to bring a ten in and we want width, whether we actually need Ross, it's an interesting thing for the later pod. So where but, do Everton target Chelsea? Sorry, go. Where did he go for them? Then? To get a to get a point, <coughs> probably as Gab said, I would. If they're going to play three at the back, obviously they are. You'd, for me, it'd be Luckman getting in behind the, the full-backs. But then again, crosses quality of our crossing into the box have been poor all season, and Rom doesn't necessarily thrive off that that type of service. So yeah, it's a bit I, of a conundrum for us, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 where else would you see us targeting them? I don't know. Do you know what? I'd like set pieces, not really. Well, yeah. If I was to ask. When was the last time Chelsea kept a clean sheet in the league? Have a guess. Um, okay, I'd, I'd say very recently. I'd say like they conceded against Southampton, didn't they? Yeah. Um, they got beat by United. The game before that. Palace. No. Yeah. I know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he knows the answer. Middle. Middle of January. I know you're like because it's past. We start. It's eleven games, isn't it? Without. Without. Yeah. We can oh, see that's no, that's surprising. Yeah. 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 So obviously you can get joy. At crosses in the box because I've seen Southampton do yeah, quite that, well. That, well you've got yeah, to, sure enough. Yeah. You've got to have wit to do that, though. That's the thing, isn't it? And we're just, you know, we're not playing with wit. Well, so Southampton didn't play with wit on Wednesday. Yeah, well, you got beat. They did put a few crosses in and stuff. And, and I just and think you've got to be quite cute when you're crossing the ball because how many times I've seen Everton's full-backs and Everton's midfield get in good good areas in the pitch. And you can't beat the first man. Can't cross the ball. Yeah, beat the first man. Good defender, really promising player. He's a centre half playing at right back. Yeah, you can cross the ball. Gavi's been training all week. I don't know what that. Going back to the early point, what if you missed Hawkeye? You would be saying about Saturday. I put one great cross in on Saturday, and then nobody got near it. But in the second half, I think Rom didn't do, didn't exactly bust the gut to get on the end of it. So that if you ask me, that's where we've got to. 
that that's the area of weakness is the, is the, is the space on either side of the, uh, the centre halves, and you need width to do that, and that will involve maybe changing the playing personnel from uh, Saturday. I would maybe bring in one or maybe two players from from Saturday's line. And you know, you'll, you'll probably we'll probably look at the bench on on Sunday, and we'll sit there and you'll see like. Willian and Fabregas on the bench, and it will scare the life out of you. When you look at Everton's bench, and you'll see like Valencia or a couple of under twenty threes, and you go, "That's the reason that's why." That's that's where that's yeah. why Everton about thirty points behind yeah, that, Chelsea. Yeah, that's exactly that sole reason. Shouldn't why. be any surprise to us. Though, no, should it shouldn't be. It shouldn't so, be on a one-off game. Yet yeah, we can beat them, but over thirty-five, thirty-eight games over the exactly. season. I mean, that's why that's Chelsea. But he's finishing. This point on what we start the point we made at the start, isn't it? It's how we get them from that A to B, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and we don't need to, to go over the, all the points that have been raised. And I think everybody's raised valid points, uh, valid issues over it. But I think um, take every game as it comes. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. I still think we've got a good chance on Sat on Sunday. I mean, it was a good win for Palace. What that was a good result for us uh, at Palace, wasn't it? Spurs yeah. winning. Yeah. It keeps the pressure on them. Yeah. And Chelsea played before Spurs. Do the jetty oh, play two o'clock? Do the, the jitters set in a little bit because they can feel the spares breathing down the yeah, neck? Yeah, so... What I wanted to... Sorry, Gab. Sorry, yeah, no, I was just going to say, so... It, you know, I think there's pressure on us. I still think, going back to what I was saying, we need to maximise our number of points this year so we're in, considered as part of the top seven. Yeah. So there's still loads to play for us last four games. But I'll tell you what, there's big pressure on Chelsea on, uh, on, on, on Sunday. I, I know they've had a couple of good results this week, but they've had... Couple of losses, hadn't he? Mm. So I think big pressure on them. You're hoping. I know what winds me up on when it went a totally, totally different matter. By the way, when you see like Sky do, and obviously the top six when it suits them, and all this carry on, and it winds you up when I see Everton fans get so aggravated about it. It winds me up. I said, listen, we're seventh, probably the seventh best team in the Premier League. That's where we probably are. That's where we'll probably finish, and that's where we are mm. now. If Sky want to do top six or top seven, do something about it and break into that top six. Yeah, exactly. Don't be don't be getting the failure. It's a complex that we can't be in there. That's why. Okay. Get in there and do something about it. Wreck that top four like we did under Moyes. Yeah. Do something about it and then you can say, so I'll do your top three then, Sky. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That, yeah. That's what you've yeah, got to do. Maybe that's the answer. Bring Marcus Bent back and then... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tommy no, but, sorry, but the standpoint of that show is, and sort of said all season, is we need to be considered as part of the top seven. And be mentioned in the same breath. You've got to be clubs, like two points behind which Arsenal. Is, yeah, which has happened since Christmas, hasn't it? We've been, we've been, you know, we've been taught about a lot as sort of in that sort of group about maybe yeah, getting into. Yeah. And that, so when you look at the table at the end of the season, you look and think, but they are those seven clubs are way ahead of the rest. You know, if you look yeah. at the answer from the planet so and yeah. the history, you'd be thinking that that big seven there, they they're way ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And that's the important thing for us. Rather than just be saying, oh, well, we're seventh, we're the yeah. best of the rest. That's the important I, thing. Sorry, just quickly on that, Greg. The two games that defined Everton's season, well, the week it was, it was Anfield with a patched-up team and conceding that last-minute penalty. Yeah. Now, if we would have even got a point at Anfield and another two, the other two points at Old Trafford, gives us three more points there and you're still right in the mix. Yeah. That was a massive week, which we just didn't have the numbers. And it was a crying shame that that defined our season there in a nutshell. Oh, wow. that, set, that stopped us from being in the top six. It just killed yeah, it and I said, know, you know what? Yeah. Because you haven't got the squad, use our seventh and that's where you belong. You, you know, you're, gonna get, you're always going to get tough games there, aren't you? And we don't really have to do a season review now, but the, the games that have damaged us, that horrible run from October to November, 
where actually a shambles of a performance at Watford yeah. for the start. They were awful at Bournemouth. They were they were a bit unlucky at Burnley, I thought, but they, were, they still should have got something out of that game. Um, where Southampton. Southampton yeah. you know, where there was like four or five away games you're looking at it. Yeah. It says we could get a couple of wins there and a couple of draws. I think we got beaten all five. And I think that those are the games that have damaged us. Yeah, uh, we did get yeah. ourselves in a really good, good position, position yeah, Gav. Saying, I'm literally yeah, going, yeah, we yeah. can break that. And that, that week, it, oh, it killed us. And yeah. I'd, I'd love I'd Ronald Koeman to come out and say, do you know what, if I was, I was a couple of more numbers there in terms of quality when Schneider was injured in the derby, when Coleman was injured. When, and the whole team just got messed up in the derby. We lost it. And then we played well against Manchester United and conceded that last-minute penalty. And it sort of just knocked the stuff out of us a bit. Yeah. And it probably said, do you know what, that's where you probably lie. I still lie think you're giving them too easy a pass on the derby because Liverpool were carrying injuries as well. Yeah. But you're right on the, the squad. Extent of the, when, you're right on numbers. Uh, look what yeah. they, they, they can bring in Daniel Sturridge off the bench. Yeah, you're if right on want numbers. Him, do you know what I mean? What, what do we bring in? Calvin Lewin. That, that's the difference in quality. But, but, in the derby, when we got beat at Goodison, there was nothing between... Well, what I was saying is that Everton had a good first half, Liverpool had a, a good second half. Everton brought Calvin Lewin on. They brought Sturridge on. He has a shot as the post goes in. Yeah. And that, that was the yeah, difference. Oh, yeah, but it was still nil-nil and all over in terms yeah. of that. Just that extra bit of quality is what you need. And it's sad because when we were talking about the Merseyside derby a couple of weeks ago when we got beat, everyone was saying, Everton, Liverpool, millions of miles away from each other. I'm sorry, but they're not. There's not, there's not a bigger gap than what, what you think. Well, the, the table this season will tell you there is six points. Well, that's what I mean. Everyone's saying, but millions of miles away... Not in my opinion. Well, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but I think what we're saying, what we're saying is, on any given day, yeah, you can probably get a result, but it, it the, the top of the table reflects the wealth of the clubs, isn't it? To some degree, yeah, hundred percent to They've just got that little extra bit of quality off the bench. And the only way we get to near the top, top of the table <laughs> is increasing the wealth of our, yeah, yeah, of yeah. ourselves, which goes back to the point that was raised fifty minutes ago. Mm. I want to finish on a question to you both about. You know, Sky will probably mention it. It's an easy kind of narrative for the broadcasters in a way, but Taylor two strikers. It worries me the form Costa's in. Um, I don't know how you think we'll deal with that. And will Rom turn it on? He wasn't the only one by any means to have a bad game at West Ham. and He had no service. I'll give you that so before you even say <laughs> it. He, <laughs> had, he say. had absolutely nothing. So I do feel for him from that perspective. Are we going to see a Rom? Because let's be honest, he's probably... He supports Chelsea. Yeah. He, that will motivate him either way, whether he supports them. But we've seen him turn it on against them. And there's a chance that he wants to go there. And there's a chance he might go there in the summer, being realistic. Are we... Who's going to win the Battle of the Strikers? I think... I think the two of them will score. Scotty Beck can be telling us Yeah, 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 it will be. Later on. Yeah, I do think the two of them will score. I think Rom... He'll, he, he'll love this. It's on Sky... Wales watching, he's playing his team. He'll fancy himself against Kale. I think he'll fancy himself against David Luiz. And yeah, I think he'll be up for it. And he's not basically putting himself in the shop window, so to speak, but he'll be saying to Conti, listen, look, look, look what I can do to your back four. So imagine what I can do in the Champions League. This is your back four. I'm going to dismantle it. So I was about a bit of it in the summer. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure on the basis that these are the games where Rom just hasn't done given himself just done himself justice apart from the FA Cup game against Chelsea last year, but that was a completely different Chelsea. The only one Gavi freezes in big games as long. Yeah, well, you, you're do. talking about Rom now, aren't you? Um, City home and away this season. He's, he's okay. Yeah, 
Yeah. Scores on both. Yeah, but the big, he's not scored Top in five Premier League games against Chelsea, has he? In the, that he's played for Everton. He does, you know, he needs to do more generally in the big games. I know he can pick and choose them. And I think that's an opportunity for him on Sunday. And I'd, I want to see the romp of the FA Cup game turning up. So Martin is back to you, go. Be an interesting comparison as it will be and goal Kante in this again as well. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a couple of couple of uh, intriguing Ashley Williams and Costa. Yeah, th- but that's the difference is is Rom's playing against Basper Laqueta. Well in I've been practicing that I've been practicing it. You know, Kale and, and Louise Costa has got Hazard playing by him. You know, and then so it's not just about them as individuals, is it? It's the pe- people playing with them as well. So, but, but a few interesting matchups and comparisons to be made on Sunday make for an intriguing game. I'll tell you one thing: Chelsea won't be particularly relishing coming to Goodison no, Park, where Everton have been impenetrable at times. Yeah, well, we've got a great record against Chelsea. Is it? Um, is it the last nine games? One six, two one. Brilliant. Chelsea, so, That'll uh, give us uh, a little yeah. bit of optimism then going into a big game. We Absolutely. do need the points as well. Spot on. Thank you very much big for listening. Prediction time. Squeeze it in, Greg. Last order's been called here. Tom. Yeah. Um, Predictions. Tony Scott. 2 2. Oh. Home point. Yeah. Gav. On yeah, the I pools. Scores yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I see one all, all over this. I oh. think they'll be happy for a, for a point. Don't be surprised if there's sentence off this summer season, as we've seen what happened last night. But Chelsea had more Chelsea had more play sent off against us than any other team, and only the derby has had more uh, sentence off, off than any other Everton fixture than the one against Chelsea, and only one more as well. So, uh, well, I have my prediction. No, no, we just sent off history. Two one to Everton. Yes, loving that. What are you? Who's refereeing it? I don't know. I don't know. You know I don't know, but he's rubbish, whoever he is. It's John Moss, isn't he? John Moss, your friend of mine. It is, yeah. John Moss, he averages four yellow cards per game. So expect, Look at that. Expect the cards like confetti. Yeah. Look at that. Be like Clinton's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm really sorry for the quality of the gags on this podcast. <laughs> Largely for Tony Scott. I'm not sorry for the quality of beer from beer52.com. <laughs> hey, that was smooth, wasn't it? Yeah. Don't forget, you can go there and order the ale that you probably need while you listen to this. Uh, Beer52.com, echo in your checkout box in Block Capitals. Get your tenner off. Thanks for listening. Uh, Fingers crossed for Sunday. We'll be back early part of next week to talk about the game and start thinking about Swansea.